The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. And now, with Patricia Raskin Positive Living, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living. You know, I try to bring on to the program amazing people who've really transformed their lives. And I'm doing that today, but in addition, we're talking to a gentleman who not only has transformed his life, but is transforming thousands of people's lives every time he speaks in front of large groups. His name is Derek Mills, and his book is The Ten Second Philosophy, A Practical Guide to Releasing Your Inner Genius. And he has quite a story. The son of Jamaican immigrants, Derek Mills was born in Birmingham, England. He grew up happily with his six brothers and sisters until when he was 13, his mother unexpectedly died. This affected him deeply, and he developed a severe stutter. Everything was on a downward spiral in Derek's life, his work, his physical and mental health, his relationship with family and friends. It only took one insignificant question from an office security guard one night for Derek to stop, connect with himself, and in the next 10 seconds begin to see a way to change his life completely. He has changed his life in business, and he's in becoming a millionaire businessman in three years. And he shares his 10-second philosophy with audiences around the world and speaks often to over 7,000 people. He has an invitation. By invitation, he's a fellow of the British American Project, an organization that exists to develop relationships between perceived future leaders of Britain and the U.S. Welcome, Derek. Oh, thank you very much, Patricia. Thank you. Thanks yeah, pretty amazing. Um, what was that thing that the security guard said to you that made you stop and think that I can really do something different? The moments that change us, Tricia, can be anything, just a word or a question or a phrase or a thought. Yeah. And for me, it was just a question. Um, it wasn't a particularly profound question, but it was one that I allowed to take inside of me and work. You know, when you're working six, seven days a week and work until very late at night, um, it, it takes its toll. And one evening, um, about eight, nine years ago, uh, the street wasn't asking one question. He simply said, what time did you get in this morning? Mm. That means nothing, doesn't it, to most people? But to mm. me, it meant everything. Because in that moment, as I approached 10 in the evening, I realized I've been working 16-hour days for as many as I could remember and not mm. seeing my wife and my children and really ruining my health and relationships. And I was still broke. <laughs> it wasn't actually working. Um, and in that moment, it made me just do what many of us can do, which is just to stop, pause, and go inside and see what that question really means to me, my, the real me, what I call the true self mm-hmm. on the inside. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, 
as I held that space for those first few seconds, the wisdom that came through literally allowed me to change my life. So that question meant everything. Yeah, so basically what you heard in that question is, what time did you get in? Meaning, what are you doing with your life that you're not with your family enough? I mean, that's how you translated that question. So it became profound for you. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And it's also about you know, translating that on the inner, not in through the ego or the mind, of course, but going on the inner, you know, the, the real self that we truly are, our spirit, our energy. And mm-hmm. it's kind of doing the transformation from that place, which brings greater results on the outside of our lives. But, but how do you also transform that? You said you weren't making money, you were having a lot of financial issues. How does that turn around to a million-dollar business? I mean, that's not a small feat. No, indeed. Yeah, especially when you come from being, um, you know, working six days and just making ends meet. Um, right. What really came uh, through this philosophy, which I put, put in, into the book, is that inside every one of us, there is wisdom. There is an inner sagacity, an inner uh, guru, as I called it on the, on, on the first page of the book. And I realized that, in fact, in the 18 years I've been an adult struggling in life and in business, that all the time there's a guru, there's wisdom inside of me. And part of the struggle, as with most of us, is because I didn't pay attention. I didn't go to that place. When I went to my inner guru and discovered my true self, what I now know to be just truth is that the ability to turn my life around, the wisdom, the words, the thoughts, the questions, the actions I used to take was actually all on the inside of me. So I began to go to that place regularly, stay there, and here's the key thing, take action from that place. Because you know from the book, I didn't change businesses, I didn't change offices, I didn't change careers. I did the same business. I failed in for 18 years, and in three years as a millionaire. It's the action. What were some of those steps, Derek? I know yours is the 10-second philosophy, but to go in three years to a millionaire from struggling, tell us some of the concrete things you did. What did you do differently? One of the key things I did, which is probably the most controversial part of the, of the book, is what came through for my, for my inner genius. And by the way, we all have inner geniuses. What came through for my genius was that I should stop setting goals. And really? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Because what it said that uh, well, you're setting goals, you've been doing so for 18 years, and there, and there you are, Derek, and I'm still broke and depressed. So how's that working out for you? Mm. <laughs> and I think, you know, we've been taught that for so many years. But, but let, me, let, me, let me break that down. So... Okay, so you don't have goals, but you still had a vision and a mission and a passion, correct? Let's, let's break that down right to um, my passion is to discover who I am, the real gift of who I came here as. Mm. And through the work I do each and every single day is to deliver that to the world. So that isn't a goal for one day. It's about me being me right now, here, today, in all I think, do, say, and act. Not one so thing about goals is that um, we can see where goals work for some people, but of course there is a huge percentage of people where after years setting goals, they still haven't got the happiness and success. So what came out for me is I was one of those people. And if anyone that's listening today is one of those people who has set goals for decades maybe and still hasn't got happiness and success, we need to ask a better question. What else do I need to do to get the happiness to who I truly am? Because it's a now experience. All right, so, so right, if you didn't set right goals, what did you do? I began instead to set standards, daily standards. Now, standard mm-hmm. is a, a basis, a criteria, a level, a quality, or a rule. One of those five things. And um, when you set a basis, criteria, quality, level, or rule for your life, the key areas of your life, set from within, from who you truly are, 
and we commit to doing those things and being that person just for today. Because as the philosophy shares, that gets the best of you into today. And if the yeah. best of you is into today, having more goals for the future that put pressure on you doesn't actually help. I want to ask you a question about this because this is something that has changed in my life and I think it's what you're talking about. So let me know if I'm on track here. I am a lot of, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs and I'm very passionate about my work as a radio broadcaster helping to make the world a better place. So Mm -hmm. and I I can be fairly driven. And it's this constant push, as you said, you know, and how many calls did you make today and how many and one day I just woke up and said, I'm tired of this pushing. I'm just I'm tired. I'm exhausted and I just don't want to push like this anymore. So what's been happening is that I'm still doing my work, but it's at a different pace. I'm much more when you say standards. I'm not calling everybody. I'm calling, I'm really thinking about who I'm targeting and is this really a possibility? And I'll tell you what, it's flowing easier. It's not as much activity, which is sometimes I'm so used to all that that I think I'm not doing anything. But when I go back and look, I'm really doing as much or maybe more because I'm getting better results. Does that make sense to you? Of course it does, absolutely. Uh, Patricia, it's about being. Um, and if in the being who we are, we get to reveal all of our talents. Yeah. And those talents will not reveal themselves in our lives when we keep saying, when I've got this weight, this much income, or living in yeah. this house, when I've got that promotion, when I've got that person in my life, because these are the goal things. When we say we're going to have these things into the future, the thing we always say to ourselves, consciously or unconsciously, is when we have this goal, then we will be happy. And therein lies the problem. You see, happiness is I a see. now experience. You can't be happy in the future. You can only be happy in the moment that you're in, in the now. So when we talk about goals for the future, most people all around the world that I've spoken to attach their happiness to the achievements of that goal. And I say, that's the illusion. You may not even be here tomorrow. It's about getting the best of you into your life, your career, your relationships, your best self, your true self today. And that's where the magic happens. I love what you just said because I went from working six days a week until, you know, 10 in the evening to working mm-hmm. three and a half days a week, but doing 10 times the business. Yeah. So you're absolutely right. When we get, get into our true selves yeah. and we stick to the standards set from within, yes. we really fly because we're being who we are, not yes. wishing and hoping to happen this one day. Yeah. And I think another thing I want to say to that, Derek, and I'd like you to comment, particularly as, you know, when you own your own business, is when you get more, or I have become much more um, selective about my client selection you know, when I get these clients that are demanding and they're unreasonable and they don't see the value of what they're getting, I don't push them. I just say, you know what, because what happens is it just it causes you more aggravation and they're never satisfied. Absolutely. One of the first things I did when I said, and we can all do this, set new standards for all areas of your life. And if you're in business, yeah. make business one of those areas. And only set a standard around the kind of clients that you want and type of relationships that serve you and the clients. So if you're working in the business or, your, or what you're, over, you're running your practice is where clients are abusing you, abusing your service, dragging you from pillar to post, making you work weekends and having no respect mm-hmm. for your service. We need to set a brand new standard around the quality of client right. that I would, would, would do. Yeah. That's exactly what I did. I, I got rid of about 95% of my clients and just said, wow. well, I can't work with these people anymore because they're keeping me yeah. where I am and they're getting what they want. But my life is being ruined here. So I set a brand new criteria for who could qualify to be a client, what it took to be a client. Here's the problem with that, I think, for for a lot of us. Mm -hmm. That's not an easy concept because when you're earning an income 
and you have a client and that client's paying you, many times you'll say, well, look, it's aggravation, but it's paying my bill. So you, you then have to have the faith and belief, Derek, that if you let that client go, that someone else will come. But you don't know that because you don't have that client yet. And that's what the problem is. But, and that is a challenge. You know? And I, um, in my view, my life, my business was so poor for so long that didn't, that didn't become an issue for me. I just said, actually, I'm not taking this anymore. I've had enough of this way. You didn't so, have anything what, to lose is what you're saying. You didn't have any that, more to lose. Yeah, you know, yeah what, what was, I mean, do I continue for another 18 years doing this? Yeah. And then get you know, to an age and just go, wow, that life wasn't even mine. Or do I go, I'm gonna, this, it's about my truth. And our truth is more important and stronger than courage and willpower. So when we begin to live our truth, we can say, you know what? I'm going to increase the standard of who I deal with. And we get, I'm going to go from zero to millionaire overnight. But we can say, I'm dealing with this level of client from now on. And then three months, six months later, three, I'm going to be this level of quality client and raise the standard and set the standard higher and higher. What I notice when I work with people across different industries, that the more they raise the standard, the more they realize and they have the confidence to keep raising the standard. So yes, you might want to have to go through a transitionary phase but you have to go through that because you, in business in particular, just like relationships, we will get the respect based on the standards that we set. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very true. Talk about the 10-second philosophy. What are some things we can do? And when you say 10 seconds, you mean that. So what are the things we can do in 10 seconds? Well, actually, that's what we're talking about here. Is it's, um, 10 seconds philosophy was around, it took me about 10 seconds as I sit in the office that night after that question to have all these concepts literally come through me that literally blew me away and changed the whole way of being in my life from that moment onwards. And I began to realize it didn't take a flash of lightning or you know, something incredible to happen, it just took a question. So what I began to, to experience myself is that there are many, many moments, just short moments that, that come to us all the time, a word somebody says a thought, a question, a phrase, or an idea, or an opportunity that we, if we grasp it and allow it to go inside of us and begin to work out what that really means for us, we can have shift from that place. But here's what really happens. Most people have the option to change their life many times throughout their year, sometimes many times throughout their week, and oftentimes many times throughout their day. But they don't accept it, take it in, and let it work within them. Instead, they get on with their life and get on with the struggle now, without realizing the thing that they didn't pay attention to could actually have changed them had they trusted themselves to do something with it. So the 10-second philosophy really says there are many moments in our lives. And you go, in the book, I talk to my story and lots of other people around the world who I've met and spoken to and shared their stories about when they have their moments. And it's not about having the moment. It's about what you do with that moment that counts. You don't need a flash of lightning. You could just be a question from a friend that makes you go, hold on a second. That's top me. Well, I, I think, I think don't you think, don't you think, Derek? Though that a lot of this has to be faith based on faith and trust, because when you set that standard, mm-hmm. you know you don't, you may not have that next thing in front of you that measures up to that standard, and you've got to believe that you can make that happen. You really have yeah. to believe it completely. Well, and that's difficult. You know why that's difficult? Because a lot of people don't believe in themselves, right. which is why they don't trust themselves. Well, what's really, really interesting is that some people um, that I've met and counseled with and coached with is that they share with me their problems and the challenges in their life and personal and health and business. Uh, part of my response is around, well, maybe the lack of trust in yourself has led you here. 
So all we need to do bit by bit is rebuild our relationship with ourselves because we'll trust the newspaper, we'll trust the neighbor, we'll trust the guy on the bus, we'll trust the guy in the office, the girl next door, but we won't trust ourselves. And that's where the, our personal wisdom comes from within ourselves. So it's about bit by bit rebuilding, as you would do anyone else rebuild the relationship and begin to trust yourself and be led from that place. Because it took me, it's like saying, we have, it took me 10 seconds to get to my path. Mm-hmm. But I still have to travel now, now, let me ask you, when you said you got rid of 95% of your clients, what mm-hmm. did you do? You kept the one or two that you felt were really the ones who would I, help I, you? And how did you build up to more? Yeah, I got I 15 clients who basically I knew, regardless of how I got to that place, that they really, really did need me, and it wasn't about them abusing me. They were, they were in a, I say, challenging place themselves. So I felt an obligation to keep those people. Uh, the others were just really literally dragging me from Penance Pope for, for very little uh, money. And what I began to do is then work up from that place. The more, I can only say this phrase often, again, as if I had magic. The moment I made a decision that I would raise the standards on who I would deal with, people began to introduce me to other people who are like them. And they get more introductions and more people came through me through the business contacts and through the same seminars I was running that were failing me all those previous years. It was these people began to say, oh, that's where you are. And because you're there, we want to come and deal with you. And as odd as this sounds, the key thing is I believe was happening there is everyone was beginning to see me in a different way. And the people see me in a different way, they will come to you when they did not see you before or they saw you in a different way, or perhaps a poorer light. But when you stand up and say, actually, this is how I work, and these are my standards, people say, that's great, because I like high standards, and I'm going to work with this guy. So Patricia, over the, over the three years from that, that night until when I can say I began millionaire, more and more people began to approach me who were wealthier and wealthier and bigger and more. And I just mm. thought to myself, what's really happening here, here's what was happening. They were seeing me in a different way because I was seeing me in a different way. And when you see how you perceive yourself and change who you are, others will as well. And this isn't theory. You've only got to set the standards and do it and you know it would be truth for you. So, it's, so, Derek, it's a lot of inner work. It's a lot of work internally inside yourself because you are projecting a different image externally, correct? Correct. But it's also so, practical. So we have to... See, it's okay to have the theory and, and share philosophies. I've been doing that for many, many years. But what I'm looking for is, okay, if I hear this philosophy and I hear this theory, what do I do today to, ha- to help me to get into that inner place? How do I take that journey? What, what can I do right now or today? And so the reason why I became known as a standards guy, I kept saying, actually, what we do, we set standards from within. And we stick to those standards just for one day. So, so Derek, give us a couple of your standards. That, okay, that so turned I mean, your business around. A great, a great one for me was around uh, my family life, which was disastrous. You know, having wife and four children and not being there. Um, so I set a new standard: no more uh, with, with clients and business tied together. My and my family, no more evening appointments as standard. No more working weekends as standard. And a brand new rule: all clients must come to me for their meetings in the office. No more driving over country, crashing my car when I'm tired, mm-hmm. um, just to get a bit of cash flow in. So I set these new standards. I'll take my kids to school every okay. single morning after missing the first half of their life. And in doing these things, here's, the, here's where it really worked for me. In doing those things, Patricia, I became happy immediately because I was living my life as me. And after tragedy of not being your true self, you don't get to live your life as you. But the moment you set standards around who you are, in truth, 
to benefit others and yourself, you get to reveal your happiness now, not some future point. So other standards that I set was around the quality of clients that I would have and what level of interaction they must have in order to be a client. So then wouldn't be run ragged, and as we've all done you know, in our lives, run ragged by clients who really are just getting lots from us, but we're not really benefiting ourselves. I began to realize it's okay for me to win here as well as the client. That's a fair deal. Yeah. Other standards set were around my health and my fitness and daily exercise and what would align to my body. Others around dropping the company. As you know, I set brand new rules around who my relationships would be with. People were dragging me down the wrong road, taking me in the wrong direction and set brand new relationship standards. Well, we can all do this as the seven key areas of our lives, we can all set new standards in. When we set new standards, we change. When we change, everything changes for us. Yeah, yeah that's very, very true. What were, um, when you work with your clients, do you help them with marketing strategies, with finances? What is your role with your clients, Derek? Uh, it's weird. I'll give you this. I work, uh, one of my businesses is a wealth management business. Look after clients, you know, helping them with their financial planning and looking after their wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, I did it for 18 years and, and then overnight I suddenly started doing it in a different way. Here's what, I, here's what I actually do. It's not about the money. What I learned is that whatever we're transaction we're doing with a client in any business, it's about the A, B, C and C and every one of us can do the A, B, C and C. And the A, B, C and C that turned my business around in terms of how I work with clients was about me being authentic self in every meeting with them, in every contact mm-hmm. with them, about being balanced. This is not about being a martyr to them or about being greedy for me, it's having a balance. They can mm-hmm. win and I'm allowed to win as well. That's balanced. It's about being centered. That's the A, B and the C is being centered, coming from the right place energetically and how you work with the clients because you've got to have the right enthusiasm, but also not be too bouncing off the walls. Because you do, of course, put people off when you do that in any business. And what I found when I was working with the authentic, balance, centered me, the connection that I had with people, when I was meeting with people, the conversion rate of me realizing, yeah, I'd like to have these people in my life. They were also saying, I'd like to have Derek in my life. Because here's what I know for sure. Most people are looking for whatever service you're looking for but they also want to know, are you the right person to be in their life? Mm-hmm. That connection. Are you authentic? Are you really working for you and for them? It's okay to work for you and for them. They get that. And they get that connection with you because that's where they're looking to plug into. So let me just say something here. So sure. you, what you're looking at is paying attention to every aspect of your life in a very mm-hmm. conscious way. From what you say to what you eat to what you do to whom you're with to when you do it. I mean, this isn't. This is very conscious, as you said. It's according to a standard. I would say, just be wary of one thing. Yep. When we say conscious, that to me is that follows action. That's the action part. But our truth, our truth, the standard that we set must come from within, not from without. Yes. This is absolutely vital. So about setting a standard based on what your neighbour, colleague, other business, your even your industry is doing. It's about saying, what's true for me here. Mm-hmm. and then saying, okay, that's my truth. I can be happy acting from this place and then setting your standards from your true self. Can we live from our true self? We become happier and we become more beneficial for others. Fascinating. How can people get your book and how can people work with you? Now, you're in England. Do you work yes. with people by phone? 
I haven't to this point. I mean, I'm, I've been in the U.S. quite a bit and uh, worked with one or two people over there, both in the financial services industry and also in politics. And um, what's really interesting is that if I go to my website, um, they can at least begin to understand. This is a very short interview, but is that understanding what the philosophy is around standards that says, if you go to Derek, that's D-E-R-E-K hyphen Mills dot com, there's a document there that begins to take anyone from scratch to understand what standards are and begin to review your existing standards and say to yourself, do my standards still honor and serve me? The ones I've been running for years, maybe consciously or unconsciously, do they still serve and honor me? Remember yourself. And then from that place, we take through a process of setting new standards that do honor you. And the commitment is just for today, not for three weeks or three months, stick them just for today. The resources are there with a few videos and some MP3s, and people can, of course, contact me through the contact um, uh, list on the, on the website. It's really, really important that my standards are not your standards. It's about you going inside yourself and discovering what's right for you. And if you come from a good place, it'll be better for your life, your business, your relationships, your health, every area of your life. That's how I got the chance, virtually from an unknown over, no, to go overnight speaking around the world, because it's a simple process. It's not complex. And, and you have as your and you have as your source of standards, example, school, parents, partners, friends, educators, businesses, media, community. So you list what the standards are, then you ask people to really look at them. What are they and how do they work for you? And that's in your book. Yeah, one of the things that, yeah, around standards is that um, what's really, really interesting is having people around you who know you, really know you. And I talk about a buddy system to have people support you. So in any, in any relationship, there'll be, there'll be support, there'll be a level of support one to another. So when you've set your standards, you're not looking to be judged by anyone, you're looking for their support and helping you to stick at your standards. In other words, to stick to your truth. One of the four characteristics of true self is truth. So you know, sometimes life's tough. And you've got you to put your hand out and say, can you help me on this? So if anyone wants to contact me and say, can you help me on this? How do I review my stand? How do I discover my true self? How do I use that power? Then contact me. And and they can go on your website at Derek, D-E-R-E-K hyphen Mills, M-I-L-L-S dot com. That's right. Thanks so much for being on the program, Derek. Oh, thank you, Tricia. Really yeah, hold, hold, yeah, hold on a minute because I'll talk to you afterwards. Just want to tell folks, Derek Mills is known as the standards guy and uses his perfect P-E-R-F-E-C-T life standards system in coaching and in motivational speaking all around the world. He is a senior partner in one of the UK's leading wealth management organizations. You can log on to Derek, D-E-R-E-K hyphen Mills, M-I-L-L-S dot com. Thanks again, Derek. All right, folks. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin, right here for Patricia Raskin Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. Bye for now.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.